Hello, and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 352 for May 29th, 2022. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Rowe McFain. I'm genuinely disappointed that you didn't use any of my intros. Uh, you didn't send them over as, as wave files or MP3 oh, files. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we're also joined by Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. They're both here. Hello. And welcome to the Reading Entertainment Show. I am not reading this from a script. My my brain broke right as the right as I the music that. ended. So what, it took... what, what are we doing here again? Oh, right, the podcast. Oh, I'm again. I'm sorry. I took two weeks, three weeks off. I took three weeks off. We were back last week, but I, but I took three weeks off. You get a, you got to get back into the groove of things. You you should have seen me at work. I I like did nothing. It was. Actually, that was pretty normal, actually, which was nice. Anyway, uh, Aroa, Connor, where can we find you? Aroa.website. Yeah, okay, and one cool. of those links that I want to bring your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, a rise of the Runelodge First Edition actual play podcast found wherever podcasts are found. Please check it out. And, of course, you can find me, Nathan Reinsruth, on Aroa.website as well. Uh, I, you know, I'm reading everywhere. Go to my Twitter. Go to my Twitch. I'm on Twitch Monday through Friday, typically some days. I'm not there. 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I'll go through the games I played here in a minute. But uh, you, Aroa, what games did you oh. play this last week or last two weeks? Um, the main thing I've been playing, and you're never going to fucking believe this, has been Persona 3. Oh, I believe that. Oh. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. Yeah. I also saw uh, you talking about it somewhere. Ah, uh, well, uh, yeah. I've, I've been... Uh, carrying the old PSP go around and uh, just kind of playing it in very short bursts. Um, especially like recently I've had a lot of extra time in the morning at work because uh, everyone else is on their new schedule and I'm not yet. Mm. So I'm alone for the first two hours. So I'm like, well, I don't have anyone to distract me. So I'm going to do that. Um, I'm liking it. So I'm not very far at all yet. I uh, I think that the PSP version of that game is the Mm -hmm. best one for you to play. Uh, And the reason is because it's different. It's it's the same game, more or less, but there's like less moving around, if that makes sense. So, in the in Persona Three for the PlayStation Two you like run around like you normally would in third person, but because they had to cut it down for the PSP version, uh, it takes away all of that travel time. Yeah. I can just press the square button to teleport, teleport wherever I want to go. Yeah. So, and uh, that's, that's pretty great. It's yeah. It's got all the improvements from FES, uh, but then also a lot of streamlining from my understanding beyond that. So, uh, I tried playing considered the the best version of the game. Yeah, I tried. Well, I think FES is the best, but PSP version is really good, especially for handheld. Uh, I tried playing Persona Two once, and 
Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm sure I would have loved it in 1990-whatever it came out, but my, it, yeah, my, it hasn't... My brother-in-law had pretty much the same uh, opinion. Yeah, it's it's a good game, but not not one that I could go back to. It's not like Final Fantasy seven or or nine where you can just go back and enjoy the game it has not aged very well so it's uh it's one of those situations kind of like how yeah i was excited about uh shin megami tensei uh nocturne being remade because it's like i've never played that and now this gives me a chance wait a minute it's from the time when jrpgs were bad uh so. I I have to say I I haven't played through of Nocturne, through all of Nocturne, um. But I didn't hate it. It's just it's it, it hard. comes from yeah. It, it comes from another time. Whenever like a game needed to find some way of slowing you down, and we didn't have microtransactions yet, so <laughs> the best way was to make the game stupidly hard and force you to like grind and shit. Yeah. And like I don't have time for that. So I'm still just gonna wait until I have a Steam Deck and then I'm gonna emulate it and that way I have a fast forward button. I love um, my Steam Deck and it's great. I I I should have it by September. Yeah. If, if the the shipment thing is, is accurate, which it has been. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been it's been pretty accurate. I also uh have been playing every once in a while uh no man's sky again okay um, yeah they did an update recently right there was an update i haven't been able to encounter anything from that update because every time i play it uh it i have like open world game syndrome where i get distracted doing other things instead of progressing oh yeah uh i'm working on that now but uh that game has a very big problem of being able to kind of you, you can trap yourself in situations very easily where you can't get fuel to get off the planet that you're stuck on yep. and that's kind of where i've been for the last 45 minutes of my game and so i've been struggling to get the uh gunction to go back and play it some more uh, oh man if only i played the game i could i could go get you fuel you could yeah you actually could um yep. that there's and the stuff that I have experienced, because like it's been so long since I've played it, it's basically a, a new game for the like third or fourth time over now. And uh, the stuff I have experienced is is really cool. I I love so much what they've done with the game, and it feels it feels like a more casual friendly uh, Elite Dangerous. Um, That's good so. because Elite Dangerous. Well, it I guess it had some some updates recently and the horizons update which added like on foot combat and stuff uh apparently everyone hates it <laughs> everyone um, just hates the game now yeah uh they i think they also changed some other stuff alongside that but yeah yeah and it apparently has had like some long-running performance issues and also yeah. they they ended uh console development for it so yeah, probably like, because no one was playing it on console. Yeah, that's that's most likely it. Nobody wants to use the Kinect anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> Nobody wants to uh, use the Kinect to play Elite Dangerous. I uh one last thing 
that I want to quickly mention is a game called uh I don't know how it's pronounced. I think it's I think it's Lunacid. Okay. Lunacid. Uh so it is do you, have you heard of uh Spooky's House of Jump Scares? Yes, I've seen I believe Parallax Abstraction play it. So it is from the developer of that. And uh it is an homage to Kingsfield. Oh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe now you can correct me if I'm wrong. Kingsfield was from Softwares mm-hmm. before before Dark Souls. They came out with the Kingsfield games. Yes, okay. they are they are like hardcore first person dungeon crawlers with real time combat, uh, very much in the same vein as Souls like games, but arguably more difficult because they control like ass. Uh, yeah, so like Dark Souls games. Uh, get, get out of here uh lunacid does not have that problem where it controls like ass because it's a pc game uh and like it everything runs at 60 fps and it feels pretty good uh but it is definitely very opaque in terms of like telling you what to do and where to go which in my opinion is a charming thing and I'm having having fun with it. I haven't made a ton of progress because uh, just like with the King's Field games, if you die, you're done. You go back to the last time you saved. And uh, I forgot to save for like an hour. So that. Know. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, I've, I've done that in some games where uh, in, in Mass Effect, I lost a character in Mass <laughs> Effect 2. Uh, I lost a character that I. I wanted to save, and so I was like, "What was my last save? Two hours ago? Well, looks like I'm wasting two hours of my life." Woo! Oh, that also reminds me. Um, back to Persona for like two seconds. Uh, the PSP Go is such a fucking revolutionary portable device in that it has built-in save states. Oh, and that's nice! Really fucking cool. Like that's, that's you only cool. get one. You just get one across all games. You just you have the one save state oh. but it's just cool because like technically i think what you're supposed to do is is it's it's meant for like just in case like you can't save in your game and you don't know if like the battery's gonna die or something before you can save again you can use it like that um but I... it's such a re- it's such a cool fucking feature and then like obviously now that the psp has been completely fucking hacked to shit uh, you can install a save state manager so that uh-huh. you can have like a bunch of save state slots. Fine, Final Fantasy, really cool. the Final Fantasy remakes on the PS1. So Final Fantasy, like you know, three and four, and uh, you know those those games, the anthology and Origins, those games. I believe I could be wrong that they had a save state, or at least one of the JRPGs had like a save state. Uh, so you could save the game without a memory card, but you couldn't turn your console off. Oh yeah. Uh, and I thought that was amazing. You know, being a kid that the mom forgot to buy a memory card for like two months. So (laughs) yeah. Uh, anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Connor's games, Connor's game of the week. You know what I started doing is I started playing that that Lego game again, and um, it's got a problem. It's got a really big problem. 
Oh. I keep on getting the game to crash on me when I try to progress in the story. Uh-oh. Which stinks, because I was actually pretty on track for 100%ing this game. And for it to do this, like, halfway through the final chapter is cruel. Is this on your wow. Switch? Yeah. Um, that is surprising for a Telltale game. Telltale? It's, what? what? No. <laughs> Traveler's two? Tales. Uh, or no, TT, whatever that is. Yeah, Traveler's Tales. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I want them uh, to do Telltale <laughs> Games Lego Star Wars. You know, you joke. I would play that. I, I would play, play that too. Out of that. If, if it had the same writers, definitely. I, I, like... yeah, that would be. It would be silly, but it would be fun. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I, I haven't actually touched my Switch in like a week. I figure I'm gonna, you know, hopefully they'll do an update or something like that. Uh, about a month ago, I, I mentioned to Aroa while you were in in Eagle Land yeah. that I pulled out my 3DS and started playing through Ocarina of Time again. And I, I've only played this cool. game for like three hours collectively over the course of the month. But it's it's still a whole lot of fun, especially when you know exactly what to do to progress through it. You could zoom through this game. Cool. And, uh, uh, and Space Station 13, of course, it's not worth mentioning. I I didn't get to play any Warhammer, but I've been 3D printing stuff like nonstop. Wait, this wait, week. wait, 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 wait. Uh, okay. No, we, we don't need to do that. This is stop the Warhammer. Not, not I shortened it. No. Oh, there you go. No more. <laughs> I, I, I figured you were going to do the whole thing. Nope, nope. Nice I, I shortened it to five seconds instead of the 30 seconds that you had. I, I think a good job should be like just annoying to where it's memorable, but I'll, I'll fix that later. Okay. I, I have, let's see, uh, one, two, three, 18 3D printed miniatures in front of me, not including the five that I have in pre-assembly and ready to go. My so, desk is being overwhelmed with plastic. So you got your 3D printer whatever. working. Yeah, I, I I found out what I was doing wrong, which is that it doesn't do flats very well. No, and no. Auto supports are garbage. Do it yourself. Yeah, you have to. Uh, auto supports are garbage. I mean, they're better than nothing, but they are better garbage. than nothing. But um, and also not you want to like need better slicing software. <laughs> you also want to tilt it a lot of yep. the time. Uh, it's from like thirty to fifty degrees, depending on like what. Like, like I have a a base printing right now because I, I was frustrated. I was wondering how I can get a base for him. And I was like, wait a minute, I could just make one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so you want to tilt it. And, and then also a lot of people will hollow them out for the size of miniatures that you're making. Yeah. It doesn't really matter if you Mother hollow them out big. or not. I, I'm actually painting a Securitron from fallout new Vegas right now that I'm going to so have big, be yeah. a Castellan robot, and I know you guys aren't going to know what that is, but I mean it's it's like the size of my my palm. It's it's pretty big. That's good. You have a big hand. Anyway, we're going to move on to me, Reeton. Oh, also, if you want to see uh, Connor's art prints, if you join our Discord, there's a there's a section dedicated entirely to Connor printing things out and and painting them. Well, I don't always just print them out. Sometimes it's you know kits and stuff it, that's true. it's a place to share art it doesn't just have to be my Sometimes art yeah carve them out of wood no he does not Sometimes carve them out I of wood carve them out of people no exactly no 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 no. not again uh so we're gonna move on to me i played on monday night i didn't play anything because i i had to go to a work function 
um, which I was paid for. Uh, it, they paid for it. And I think because it was technically a work function, they paid me to be there. Like, I got paid hourly, which was nice. Um, I also had ordered some food. Everybody else ordered drinks, and I don't drink. So I ordered dessert. That's what I did. I ordered pizza. Huh? I ordered pizza. I'm Nathan. No, no, no. No, I ordered steak. That's what I ordered. I ordered like a I ordered like a twenty seven dollar steak because I wasn't Jesus. paying for it. Uh, and then I I ordered some Marionberry cobbler and they didn't have any and that made me sad. Uh on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday I played Batman Arkham Knight. Huh? Is that a brand? Mary no, it's a it's a berry that is popular in Oregon. Uh oh. And it's a it's a it's a relative of blackberries. Uh, it's based oh. off of Salem. Uh, is is Marion County, so it's Marion. Oh, Marion. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Marion Berry. Like Marion Berry. Yeah. I also thought it was like two different things. No, no, no. And uh, it's delicious. It is. If you ever come to Oregon and you have the chance to try a Marion Berry something, uh, try it. It's it's good. Uh, I I personally like Marionberry Cobbler and Marionberry Lemonade. Those are those are really good. Anyway, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I played Batman Arkham Knight, and I beat it. I did not one hundred percent it. They they very much want you to do the side missions in that game, to you know n- not only pad out the time but make the story more intriguing and stuff. Uh, I did one or two of the side missions all the way. Uh, one it, that I did was the the uh, Two-Face missions, and I locked up Two-Face. And then I was like, oh, I'll just do... Uh, the, the Riddler has his own missions to say... And, and during it, you save Catwoman. So I saved do Catwoman. Do you also track down all 300 collectibles? So... You, I'm, I was getting to that, okay? So I do the, the missions that they give you, and I end up saving Catwoman. And then after I save Catwoman, uh, you, you leave, and the Riddler comes out, like in a giant tank, or, or like a mech suit, and you fight off his goons, and then he goes and hides, and it's like, aha, you can fight me once you get all of my collectibles. And I was like, fuck that, and <laughs> left. I, I just finished the game. Fuck that noise. Uh, in order to get like the, the full ending, you do have to 100%. Um, all, there are five villains that you have to lock up, you know, Two-Face and, and Riddler and Penguin um, and a couple others. I don't remember who. You lock them up, and then you're able to get the, the Nightfall protocol and actually finish uh, get the proper ending, and uh, I didn't do that. So I just <laughs> I just beat the game, and I'm done. I'm done with the game. It was not great. Uh, half have of the game is seen, good. Have you seen the cutscene from whenever you beat up the Riddler in his mm-hmm. ending? No, 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 no. Get you want to tell pretty, me? It's pretty good. Like I don't remember the details. I just remember Batman just fucking 
like it, it's so obvious that they wanted batman to like look like he was just fucking done with the riddler's bullshit no i'm pretty sure you like grab his head and you're like slamming it into the floor or something yeah like and he does it over and over and over again like there uh, is one part i think connor was there i think connor was watching this part when i was doing it but i could be wrong um there's a part where you're you're trying to subdue a, somebody who is infected with Joker blood. And part of the crux of the game is there are like a few people that are infected with Joker blood and they are turning into the Joker. And so this guy, uh, you have to go... You mean, sub wait. You have to subdue him. It's the plot of that Batman Beyond special? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like five people instead of the, what it Robin. was. Yeah, Robin. But maybe it's actually Sue. Yeah, yeah. So I, you, you go there, and the, the person is a singer. So you kind of have a hallucination where the Joker is singing a song to you. And it's, it's Mark Hamill, so it's fucking amazing. And you're, I did not realize that you're actually supposed to do something during this. So Batman is standing on the stage, Joker singing, and then uh, you are, are playing as Robin diffusing the bombs. And I'm just watching the song, and it's like going on. And I'm like, why is nothing happening? Why isn't it progressing? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I have to actually diffuse these bombs. I guess I'll go do that. But it's it was the explode. best part of the game. I did explode, actually. Uh, I I didn't press the correct button when I got to the Joker after the bomb was diffused, and so I had to do it again. But that just means I had to sit. I had to sit through the amazing song again. It was fine. The worst um, kind of gets to do something else now that the Batman shit is done with. Yeah, yeah. I well, and and after Arkham Asylum or, or I'm sorry, Arkham City. They were like, oh, uh, they're done. Uh, Kevin Conroy is his name, I believe, for Batman. Or a director? No, 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 no. I thought. No, the I, voice of Batman. The voice of Batman, yeah. Um, he was like, I'm done. You know, this was a good ending, in, ending to my story as Batman. And then Mark Hamill was like, yeah, I'm done. And then they're like, we'll give you money. And they're like, oh, we'll come back, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, it, like. They, is, he, uh, I, it, it, is he Batman in multiverses? Do you know? I have no idea. I know he was there. There's a there. There's a show. Is it Arrow or one of those shows? Flash, something like that. Where oh, he plays These an alternate. Shows. He plays a multiverse version of Batman, like live action, which is pretty oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, um, but anyway, I. I think that they're just scared of making a Batman game without the Joker. Like, I mean, yeah, that and and I look at look at how well making Spider-Man movies without Spider-Man is going. But you got Morbius. Well, yeah, but that's that's different. I don't think that's really the same. Yeah, yeah, because, <laughs> that's different because they're making it. They're making it's a not, Batman. They're, you can make that, a Batman though, movie. Because, like, ultimately, I've, like, everyone generally seems to agree, and myself too, 
that like Batman as a character is completely uninteresting. No one gives a shit about Bruce Wayne. Well, yeah, uh, it, it's all about the villains. And if you want something to be successful, you've got to use the character that everyone knows, which is Joker. Now, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's short sighted to think that way. But I think that that's the way that publishers would think about it. Yeah. Well, especially. Go, but where's the Joker? Who's who's the croc? Who's this crocodile? Fuck. I don't yeah. care about him. You know? I, I, I can see that. I can see their reasoning by that. But I think that at least the first two Arkham games were such strong games that they could have done Ar- something Arkham new. City, Arkham City is like that that's a game that should like go up there with like the original halo or or halo 2 like or pac-man it's like something to do it only modernized the the formula for every combat simulation sense yeah yeah it really has also not even that but like that it it was so like like being in a, a mainstream centric action game that also managed to have an incredibly impactful story for a comic book character, like it being a licensed game on top of it all. Like there, I I don't know of any other game that managed to pull off everything that it was trying to do so well. Well, like in, Ar- I, I would in, say in being a licensed game, I would say Arkham Asylum also is, I mean, it's not Ar- Arkham it's... Asylum. It, it, if anything, I would say that it was, if it was just Arkham Asylum, if Arkham City hadn't come along, I'd probably be saying almost the same thing about Asylum, except with it not being an open world game and being more of a Metroidvania. Well, and here's the thing. What I was going to say is Arkham like Arkham City came out and everyone kind of knew it was at least going to be a good game. Like, because Arkham City came out previously. Oh, uh, yeah. I see and, what you're saying. And Arkham City came out and nobody was fucking expecting it. Like nobody thought the game was going to be good. Arkham Asylum. Came oh yeah, out. Arkham Arkham yeah. Asylum came out, and Ridiculous. nobody nobody thought it was going to be a good game. Or nobody knew about it. From what I like, yeah. it wasn't a lot of. There weren't a lot of people who were talking about it, like hyping it up and stuff. Well, it just came out and was an amazing game. Yeah, because it because like what I had said before that like it being a licensed game. Yeah, like no one no one thinks anything of that. Like probably the best licensed game that we had had prior to that, I, at least I I think it was prior to that was like the Wolverine Origins game. Wolverine Origins or uh, Spider Man Two for the Xbox yeah, and yeah, PS Two. Yeah, the Spider Man Spider Man One Two. Yeah, I don't know. Have you guys ever played Goldeneye for the N sixty four? Pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's a good game. Uh, it runs at like fourteen frames a second. That's all uh, you need, baby. <laughs> a smooth 14 frames a second and uh, that game proved that yeah exactly so, uh, and then in the multiplayer it dipped into like 8 frames a second it was great uh, the other game I played on Friday uh, as you know I like MMOs uh, but I have a hard time playing MMOs because I don't have friends uh, and, and the friends I do have that used to play MMOs uh, I'm in my 30s now, and uh, they all have like they're all dead. They're, I they was, all died. They all died. Uh, no, they all have friend. They all have lives like a wife, and kids, and jobs. So we can't spend like 20 hours, you know, doing a raid or anything like that. 
Uh, I don't like WoW, so I can't play. I can't play with Aroa. Uh, and his family hates me. Actually, I think your family. Okay, I, I think your family doesn't hate me anymore. Yeah, they've they've definitely gone back to the indifferent uh, okay. feeling. So okay, cool, cool. That's yeah. You ever wanna you ever wanna raid? Uh, <laughs> we almost have enough for a ten man raid. Oh, good. Uh, I would bring the group down. I would be awful, I think. Yeah, you in, would. At WoW, yeah. Yep. Um, but, uh, so I, I was, I'm, I'm constantly looking for new MMOs, and there was a new MMO that went into beta, and it's not, it's not beta. It, it's alpha. Definitely an alpha, because there's so many things missing from it. Uh, but I also don't like it. It is, it's called Fractured Online. It is a survival mmo like super sandbox and i did the math uh in order to just make it so that you could have one item uh so that you could actually make it with normal quality so beyond poor quality uh it takes you have to make that item 10 times and then if you want to make it uh, above average, you have to make that item another like fifty times. So oh, you have so to. It's, uh, so it's you, Final Fantasy fourteen crafting. Uh, yes, but way worse. Way wor at least Final Fantasy fourteen crafting has some depth to it. It's not just. Oh no! It's isometric. It's isometric. Ugh. Yeah, it's an, it's an isometric survival game, and. Like, like there are, like there were people in the chat that were like, "Oh yeah, it's a sandboxy game. You can do whatever you want." And I'm like, "That's great," but like Star Wars Galaxies was a sandbox game, and you could do whatever you want. But they also had quests you could do, and there's nothing. There's no quests. There's no NPCs that I ran into. Like, you just run around and kill wolves and grab branches. Each branch is one kilogram, by the way, that you pick up. I, I uh, wonder if these developers were, like, maybe trying to draw influence from, like, older MMOs. Like, the older, hardcore, PvP-focused MMOs, like... Probably yeah, after after so after forty hours of gameplay or eighty thousand experience points, which they called knowledge points or something like that, uh then then you are queued for B PvP, open PvP. Uh I'm definitely not getting there. I uninstalled the game already. It was not fun. I did not enjoy it. Uh there were times that I had fun, but it just wasn't it wasn't worth it. Uh, yeah, so that was that was three hours of my life I wasted on Fractured Online. So, and, and don't play it. Uh, wait for another MMO. Ashes of Creation should launch in the next 10 years. And that actually looks good. Uh, or I'll just play WoW Classic. You want to do WoW Classic, Aroa? Uh, hey, uh, fucking uh, Wrath of the Lich King comes out soon. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Or and... we could play... Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I don't have the space for that. 
Oh. You, as, as somebody who fell off the wow wagon back in Burning Crusade days, going back and doing Wrath of the Lich King like for a first time is actually very appealing to me. Yeah, that's why I'm actually planning on doing it. Like, the Wrath of the Lich King is like when I first started hearing about WoW and took an interest in it, and I really want to experience that the way that it was. I was a senior in high school when I first heard about WoW. Like, like actual, like, not just, oh, wow. Like, my friend was playing WoW uh, when it first came out. So I've 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 known about it since release. Uh, I just never I never got into it. But anyway, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about some news stories. Who here wants Starlink? Eh. I eh. mean, I if I had no other option, I'd probably get it. Like if yeah. if if I was out in the boonies and I had no other options to get decent internet, I'd I'd probably get Starlink. Um, but they have a new option to get Starlink quicker than you can. Cause, cause right now if you order Starlink, you're put on a wait list. And then after your six months or a year or whatever, they, they end up sending it to you. You pay the $500. They send it to you and, and you go on your, you go on your day. 599 US dollars. Yeah. 599 US dollars. And then $120 a month, which to be fair, Yes, that's expensive, but it's not. It's internet anywhere. Price yeah. as other satellite internet providers, but you get like ten times the performance. Yeah, and the latency is not bad. There's some issues. Um, I it wouldn't work for us because we do, um, we do streaming, and the download yeah. I the download I guess is is good and stable and reliable, but then the upload will kick out you know a couple times an hour while it switches satellites so uh i've i've seen youtubers who are like it's great but then you know i'm in the middle of a call and i'll drop for a few seconds before i get i come back up and that's not really good for streaming and they seem to be improving the download speed but not or the download um stability but not the upload stability um 5g is probably going to be more viable in the long term yeah that's what i'm thinking uh however they did this new plan that they have is an rv one um so the the current state of of starlink when you order it if you do it like we just said you would be locked to your specific location so you would get a few mile radius but basically you have to stay at your house you can't move your satellite around, at least right now. They don't have that functionality included. However, the new RV one, you will have that functionality included. And it costs more. Uh, I think it's $50 more. It says here in the article. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, the service costs $135 a month instead of $120 a month. And, um, oh, wait, no. It's $110 a month for the base cost. So it's $25 more a month for uh, the RV. So $135 a month. Uh, and I believe the setup cost is also like 600 I think it's $500. I don't know if the that is more. I thought it was $50 more. But you, you pay a little bit more, but then you can hook it up to your RV and and drive around and use it while parked. 
if you use it while in motion, you void the warranty. Or or whatever your terms of contract terms of services. Wait. What? If you if you hook it up and you're trying to use Starlink while driving, you void the terms of service. Huh? Why? I don't know. That's what they say. Screw your passengers, I guess. Yeah. Um, I have noticed uh, there was a guy before this even came out that hooked it up to his RV. Like, he created his own little mount that makes the dish flat with his RV and then was driving around and using it that way. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, do what, you do, do what you want. But, yeah, it's, it's a neat idea. And, if again, if I were... Uh, you know, a nomad or or living in a van down by the river, uh, I'd I'd, I'd probably do it. At least I'd have internet service. I don't that... know you. Um, you, but... you joke about that, but that's sounding more and more appealing with each passing day. Yeah, it is. You got it. You 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 ain't wrong. So uh, again, but uh, we don't need it because we're like you guys are in. Well, Connor's in a big city. Aroa uh, has fiber. One gig internet, fuck you, and (laughs) I have decent internet, so we don't need we don't need Starlink. Also, I have trees. Whenever I live on a farm, then I'll need it. Then I'll be calling up old old Daddy Elon. Yeah, let's move on. Let's go move on to something else. We're not going to buy. I I do have just one closing thought. Sorry that you went through that too fast. Uh, (laughs) It's it's a damn disaster that they didn't call this Star V Link. (laughs) I know, right? right? I know, I know. It's it's unfortunate, but it's all right. I I hope that they do well and they make they make Elon Musk more and more money so that he can buy things that really matter, like Twitter and hush money and hush money. Yeah, there's so many people that are. I'm like, uh, I'll say something like, you know, Elon could have spent his money like feeding homeless people or building homeless shelters or literally anything than trying to buy Twitter and people are like, well, it's his money. He can do what he wants. And I'm like, yes, he can, but that's your point. Yeah. And, and he (laughs) wants to not help people. He wants to complain about Twitter and he's not buying, he's not going to buy Twitter. Yeah. Instead he's going to pay a big fucking legal slap on the wrist fee. Yeah. It's great. I hope he has to pay a huge fee. I, well, I know he's going to pay a billion dollars to Twitter for backing out of the deal. Um, but I, I hope there's more. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about new monitors. We all we all love new monitors. I still have to send a row of monitors. I, 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 I haven't, haven't done that yet. I haven't a new monitor in a long time. Well, maybe. Maybe this will entice you. Uh, do you like high refresh rate monitors? I don't know. I've never had one. Would you, they are very nice. Would you like to have 120 hertz? Yeah. How about 144 hertz? I mean, that that does sound like a marginal improvement. How about 300 hertz? They have those. I mean, I guess so. It, does that even have a point? No, surely that's know. the highest it goes, though. We can't get higher than that. No, it's, we... It's too fast. We can't, yeah, we can't get up that to 500 like frames... monitor. 500 frames a second. 500 hertz. Why? Why? I, I have literally no idea. Who's I have four. I have a 1440p uh, 
It's 1440p and it's a 144 hertz monitor. And I run them at 120 hertz just to make sure that all of my hardware is working fine. Because uh, I have a capture card and the capture card can technically do that, but it's like the pushing it a little too much, I think. So I just have it at 120 and it works. It works great. It's great. Um, but they're coming out with a 500 hertz monitor that is only, I believe it's only 1080p. Yep. Uh, the Asus ROG Swift 500, ga 500 hertz gaming monitor manages refresh rates with lower resolution. The 1920 by 1080 screen leverages a new take on the twisted pneumatic panels uh, called ETN, with the E standing for eSports. <laughs> of course. Okay. Uh, according to Asus, the ETN panel offers 60% better response times than the standard TN panels. And it's in its own announcement, uh, NVIDIA claimed that ETN panels brings maximum motion and clarity, but neither detailed how the technology differs from regular TN panels. Um, so, yeah. That's... Probably just uh, a fucking higher clock rate on the image processor. Probably, but what I don't understand is, like, why would you... Like, yes, I, I, I think that if you're playing... A, a game and you have the option between like a 60 hertz 1440p or like 144 or 120 hertz uh 1080p monitor hertz. there's a z at the end a z hertz yeah yeah hertz it hurts it's yeah. not it's not a plural word i am missing a front tooth yeah, how how many hertz is this, does it take to complain about that? Well, what I'm saying is it's hard to form those letters you sometimes. You can make the sound. It just sounds like your your gopher from Winnie the Pooh. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> give me three months, okay? So, um, the the if you're playing a game at 1080p versus 1440p, uh and you have 1440p at 60 frames a second, or you want to do, you know, esports or something, where you have, like, League of Legends or whatever at 144 frames a second, that makes sense. It hurts. Well, yes. You can, the, 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 there's, there's a difference there, too. And I, I, I kind of hate this. I know you do, but yeah. I, I do want to explain. I hate this marketing. Because yeah. it's trying to equate FPS to Hertz. Yeah. And refresh rate does not equate to FPS. Mm. FPS is how much your graphics card is actually, like how often per second your graphics card is actually rendering the game. Motorola, yeah. big number, good. Big number is good. And like increasing the refresh rate of the monitor is an objectively better thing. I but... don't actually believe that this is going to make any difference to a human no but i i i do agree with that that well yeah big number equal better it's just you're getting into diminishing returns at this point but what i wanted to say was that fps does not equate to refresh rate in and terms of yeah and refresh like rate how the game actually is processed the refresh rate of the monitor is only just how many of those frames that are being rendered you're actually seeing that's why if you turn off vertical sync you can have games like counter-strike go that run at 2000 frames per second 
but it's not like it's running in in fast motion or something. It's just that's how many frames your graphics card can pump out in one second. Like, yeah, it's just what that means. And and we should also clarify that the hertz hertz of the <laughs> monitor uh, will display those frames. Yeah. So if you have a sixty hertz monitor, um, it's going to display sixty frames a second. Uh, uh, yeah, you will see sixty of the however many frames are actually being rendered by your graphics card. So uh, in a and... game like Counter-Strike, where you can run it at 500 frames a second, with this monitor, you would also be able to technically see those frames on this new monitor. Correct. And probably something like Valorant or Overwatch, which are games that are also very highly optimized for esports play. I, and I've complained about it before. Uh, but I'm going to switch. Uh, YouTubers need to stop making things at 24 frames a second. They just need is to that stop. Still a thing? It is still People a thing. Still do that? Yeah, and I because I have a high refresh rate monitor, I will. It, it it's usually fine if they're sitting in front of a desk or it's like a picture or something like that. But once the camera starts to pan to the left or right. Oh, it just feels sluggish. And I'm like, I understand that movies are still 24 frames a second. Um, like, if you go to a movie theater, it's probably running the movie at, at 24 frames a second. But uh, you're not making high-budget movies. You're making a YouTube video that I'm watching on my 27-inch my monitor. Just fucking make it 60 well, frames a second or 30 movies, frames a second movies are filmed at 24 frames per second because it movie that's just what we do that that is movie culture yeah that, well and i and it serves yeah, no real purpose it doesn't they they i think the hobbit movies were at 48 frames a second a lot of a lot of newer movies since the hobbit have also adopted a double frame rate <sighs> for no reason other than it sounds cool yeah so anyway, uh, just I'm sorry that's a tangent. I, I, just I bet you, I bet you that those morons that are filming at 24 frames per second are still throwing it in Premiere, and then Premiere's doing frame interpolation to stretch those frames out to 30 FPS. There and are that's some why you get the stupid effect. No, no, I look at it because when you up when you upload it to YouTube, you can check the stats for nerds. And you can actually oh, yeah. see you can see that it is it there are some that are like, "Oh, I make movie or I like make uh commercials for this person or or these people like actual people in the industry, and the people in the industry still want you to do twenty four frames a second, but I'm like, yeah, but this is a YouTube video that you're making, so make it thirty or or sixty frames a second. Because there's a vast difference. Self-aggrandizing piece of shit. Even even at uh, uh, even between twenty-four frames a second and thirty frames a second, I can notice the difference. Well, yeah. Uh, when it gets You're also to going to notice the difference because it's not it's not going to look right on a normal display. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about. I, oh wait, I, did I, we have a price for this? I don't think they had a price. 
Probably not, because this is all presumably still conceptual more than anything. It's yeah. just them showing off that the tech exists. They did it. All right. They did it. And wow, you're not going to believe how big of a difference that this makes in terms of playing your video games. You're just Investors, like, please consider us next financial circle. I can um, barely see the difference between these images of 240 versus 500 hertz. Yeah. Where they're, they're comparing the ghosting between the two. Like, it, I, and also there's no way that that actually makes any real difference in terms of performance. The only thing that you're going to get out of this is input latency. And again, I don't think that a human's going to notice that, that change. Yeah, really they don't. don't. They don't have uh, a price. It's not but, thirty to sixty FPS. But it's, let me. That that is a substantial difference. Uh, I'm going to B and H Photo right now, and they don't have the ASUS. Um, the the this one. They don't have this one. They have a 4K monitor that's 144 hertz for a thousand dollars. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to imagine this five hundred hertz's monitor is going to be around at least 2000 but probably more something like that honestly whenever you're getting up to this degree of of like input latency measuring you're probably going to be looking more at like your input hardware rather than the display hardware yeah, like you're, how you're gonna be wanting like an eight thousand hertz input uh mouse or something instead. Yeah. I've I've seen them look at like the the time between like mouse clicks and just like how many milliseconds it takes before it actually registers. I I'm not that level of gamer. I can't I can't do it. But we're gonna move on. I don't the... think anyone is. Yeah, I I no. don't know who this product is for other than pedigree purchases for YouTubers, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think that esports gamers who actually care about this form of elitism are just kind of shoving their fist up their own ass about it. Yeah, I could see that. Um, well, I, I hope I don't actually see that, but you know what I mean. Um, see that. So I don't know if you guys reported on it. I'm sorry, I did listen to the podcast while I was gone, but um, Raven Software. Raven Software uh, has has unionized. And we Yay! Heard it. Yay! We and like unions. We do. We, do. we like unions. Uh, I like the snowball effect. Apparently, ever since the... Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, even ever since Starbucks unionized, one Starbucks unionized, and now over 100 are unionized. There's a reason Apple why are doing it too. that yeah apples there is a reason why corporations hate unions and that's because they don't want their employees to have power and like I have a a coworker who is like I hate corporations um but but he's libertarian and so he also hates unions and I'm like okay but if you hate corporations and corporations typically do the wrong thing and they're typically against things that, like, they'll typically fight super hard to 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 squash things that would help their their employees. 
how can you hate unions? I don't it, understand why libertarian always equates to anarchist. I don't know why so many people. I know. I don't know why libertarian always equates to the wrong fucking idea on every situation. <laughs> well, it's it's like I don't maybe I just don't understand like what libertarian is supposed to mean, but I was under the impression that it was supposed to mean that it's, you believe strongly in anarcho-capitalism. It, like, it's it's you're all about laissez-faire, you're all about trickle-down economics, all that. Yeah, yeah. And like if that is the case, you should love corporations because all that is is just one or two men who are propping up an entire pyramid of other people who are serving them. Like, like, do, do you think that like every company should just be made up of one employee who like does everything? What, how do you think that that's supposed to work? Well, and also this person argued for child labor, uh, which again, like if you are truly anarcho-capitalist, sure. I get why you would believe in that. Yeah. It doesn't and, and, change the fact, it, like, at, and in all this, like, you and I both agree, you're a fucking disgusting yeah. moron yeah, <laughs> yeah. believing in that shit, but. But, but, yeah, and, and he does, he does, he does, he does say that he, he is an anarchist, but also so more. So you're not a libertarian. libertarian. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's whatever. Um, but I yeah. Like he's so, just a fucking edgy prick. Who just chooses whatever he wants to believe at the time? Yeah, it could be it. Um, but it it you know and and anyway, unions are great. Raven Software unionized, and Phil Spencer. Hopefully, they can stop making Call of Duty games now. Probably not. Um, but Phil Spencer, uh, they're currently in talks at Xbox to buy uh, Activision Blizzard, and by in talks, I mean they're going through with the deal. And once Activision Blizzard is bought, one of those companies is Raven Software, who is now, as we said, unionized. Uh, the Xbox boss, Phil Spencer, has come out and said, "Hey, we will, you know, we will totally support this union." And I'm like, "You have to, <laughs> like, you can't, you don't have a choice in the matter." What the but fuck? This makes him look better. It and does. That's the important part. It says once the deal closes, we would absolutely support. Uh, an employee's organization that's in place. Uh, we think it's the right of the employees and something that can be part of a relationship between a company and people who work for that company. A fucking course, like, you have, like, legally speaking, now, they can do all sorts of shady shit before the union is, yeah, before the union is founded. Um, or before the union vote. I think that was that was what prompted there was an Apple store in Los Angeles. It was mm -hmm. somewhere in California that was going to unionize and they stopped because of intimidation tactics on the part of Apple. Apple does so. it. Uh, Amazon is notorious for doing it. And it, it's annoying. It really is. And, and of course, we have in the United States, we have the right to work. Uh, I think it's right to work stuff. Uh, which makes it so that if your job has a union, you can go in there um, and not pay the union dues, which but still get the benefits of the union. So a lot of people uh, will... Is that right to work? I don't... Well, 
it is right to work that has to do with unions, but I think it's that you can work at a company without actually joining the union. Well, I no. don't think you necessarily get the benefits of the union in that case. Do you? Yes, yes, you do. Yeah, because the th- that's the way they get you is the union exists and they benefit all the employees, um, but you don't actually have to pay the dues to the union, which weakens the union, and then I they see. get rid of the union. Well, that's, that's basically and, what they that so a lot of states you, have done that. The propaganda behind right to work is also why you have a lot of people, older people particularly, who don't like unions because yeah. union dues and how dare they be taking money out of my paycheck for whatever they're doing. I mean, what could they possibly be doing to make my life better? Like, I don't know, increasing my pay so that I can pay those union dues. Yeah, increasing you. I think it's three uh, um, percent. They found out. States with higher union memberships have around three percent more, uh, like higher wages, and then also they have better. They typically have better medical benefits and and stuff. And with a union, because you have everybody as part of it, you can do like strikes and mm-hmm. shut down the company. Whereas it, that's way harder if it's just every person fighting for themselves. That's uh, that happened with the postal service years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my my dad was really upset about it because he was a libertarian. Not yeah. not by he didn't say it himself, but he was pretty much a libertarian. And yeah. uh yeah, he hated he hated his union that he had to be a part of, even though he also loved those benefits like, you know, the really fucking good health care and the really fucking great life insurance bullshit and all that. But did you Not get anything? To... Uh, don't know yet. Oh, okay. Not I have to wait possibly another twelve weeks after I already submitted uh, one thing of paperwork that took twelve weeks to get to me. So uh, this is okay. a good system. It's nice yeah. and efficient. Sorry if that Great. was a little bit too personal. Which <laughs> is like, hey, no. That, they also they also like outsource the the like retirement program with the postal service oh no so it's a third-party company that you have to send more paperwork to separately so they're like i i think there are like six copies of my dad's death certificate floating around in the postal system right now like wow trying to get to the right place which is great because you know it has a social security number on it and it says he's dead so you know stealing his identity would be kind of trivial for somebody who wanted to do that if you'll excuse me uh connor and i have something to do (laughs) uh i i did want to mention though the company that i work at uh has a union that they're also there's like a section of the company that is unionized and a section of the company that is not i am in the part that is not but the part that is unionized um one of the effects of that unionization is that they do not have mandatory overtime. Oh, uh, that's good. And, and but as part of it, like, so you know how Connor, like, you're on call. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you got called out and then you answered the phone and said, "I don't feel like it," and then hung up. I think I would lose my job. Well, that is part of the union agreement. The only time that they can be forced to go out whenever they don't want to is if their supervisor later calls them and is like, look, nobody else is doing it. You, you're the next one on the schedule. Can you go do it? So 
I mean, I also like it's if I'm on call, that means somebody is having a medical emergency. And if it not, if they're not, that means I get to yell at somebody for abusing the on call system. Yeah. So the the way that it works for for us is we we call whoever has the least amount of overtime already. And if they are willing to go do it, whatever we need them to do, then they go do it. If they don't, then we go to the next person in line. And we just go down that list until we get through all of them. Then we call the supervisor and then they go, okay, how important is this? All right. Uh, I don't know. Go call them all again and see if they have changed their mind. And yeah. like, it's nothing like with a normal non-union situation where it's just like, look, you're coming in or we're firing you. Yeah. When I was, when I was at fast food, I would often get, I was the only one who would come in when somebody skipped their days and so they would call me up first and I'd be like I've already worked like 11 days in a row and my friend Chris would be like you know nobody's coming in right and I was like yeah don't you I'll want be there. money Nathan doesn't that make it better I was making seven dollars and 75 cents an hour yeah but whenever you have overtime you're gonna get like 12 dollars an hour or something I can't math no no my, oh, my job like 11. no my job um uh wouldn't pay overtime because but they 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 yeah, yeah like, I know. Does Oregon I know. not do we do that? we do but I was eighteen at the time and I I didn't know my rights as much as I do now. Um and also I never they never scheduled Man, us. They didn't enough. have the internet in those days, did they? Yeah, no, not back in, in nineteen seventy three. Um <laughs> but no I uh I, I would go and I would work about 30 hours a week is what they would schedule me. So even if I got more time, it would, you know, be like three or four hours here and there. I would, I would not get overtime. Yeah. Um, and then one time I did, uh, get like over, over 40 hours a week. I didn't check my, I didn't do the math, but I'm pretty sure I got stiffed on the overtime. And I know this because my friend, uh, who I'm not going to name, but told me that he would often, while the boss was on vacation, he would work overtime. And the boss was like, hey, I saw that you got, you know, 85 hours in the last two weeks. So, you know, a little over 40 hours. Uh, I'll pay you for your hours, but I'm not giving you overtime. And just wouldn't pay it. Wouldn't pay overtime. Just did a lot of shady shit like that. So, uh, I just realized that Nathan's the rich Evans of the group. What do you mean? I, I don't understand that. The main joke we make about you is that you're old, even though you're not that much older than, than the rest of us. No, I'm not that. I'm not that old. I mean, I'm still old, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel media it. more. Yes. Probably I'm like binging on their shit lately. Let's stuff. Let's talk about virtual machines. Who likes virtual machines? I think they're pretty damn cool. If Me? I wasn't in security like I am, that'd be where I'd be specializing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, you know, I've, just being a generalist, like being, you know, general IT support and, and back, some backend stuff uh, has worked out pretty fucking well for me. Uh, but I have messed up, I have messed with virtual machines in the past. Uh, and Broadcom has decided that they want uh, to go all in on virtual machines. 
and they are buying VMware. What? Which the fuck? I also thought there was a, a little bit of a disconnect between those two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, at least uh, whenever Dell bought them, it made sense, because Dell has EMC. Yep. Broadcom is known for designing and selling a wide range of wired and wireless communication chips, including Wi-Fi yeah. and Bluetooth chips, and the processors that power many routers and modems. And Wait, they're buying VMware. Chances are, if you own a thing with a Wi-Fi or Bluetooth chip, it's running on Broadcom hardware. I wonder if they're thinking about releasing, like, hybrid machines that, like, are, are like, modem slash routers slash virtual machines? That doesn't make any sense. No. Um, no, it doesn't. What I, what I was thinking, I wonder if they're thinking about getting into the ARM space. Maybe. Maybe they Maybe are. they want to... Maybe they want to be sort of a another AMD Intel kind of thing. Kind of like how uh was it didn't Marvell go through a period where they were trying to make like x86 uh style I don't think they did x86. I think they were ARM as well, but I think there was a period where Marvell uh which is a company that is kind of like Broadcom in that yes, they make microprocessors, but it's purely for like storage. So like a lot of motherboards use a Marvell controller to run the SATA on the yeah. board. Uh, and I think there was a period of time like years ago whenever Marvell made like ARM processors or something for like embedded systems. So I wonder if Broadcom is wanting to get into that space of like general computing uh, or server computing using like low cost, low power ARM CPUs that uh, then they can leverage VMware's uh, hypervisor tech and make a lot of money off of selling like a full stack of that. Yeah. I, I don't think VMware... So VMware has... They, they obviously do their virtual machine platform where you have ESXi, their, uh, which is their hypervisor. And then like you have VMware Horizon, which is their Citrix equivalent, which is uh, sort of a nice put together framework that lets you easily deploy single applications to people for like uh it's mainly for like remote work um so that or, or with like thin clients so that you can just click an icon and it gives you remote access to a vm that's only running one application um but i don't think they have a hardware stack underneath of that so maybe that's Broadcom's plan is that they're going to add the hardware portion of that and you'll essentially be able to buy like a full stack of VMware server blades and put those in your data center and maybe. like they'll be running Broadcom hardware. I'm thinking maybe they went to buy a perpetual license of VMware and accidentally bought the whole company. <laughs> Are you sure you would like to? That's funny. Uh, so, so... There's a there's a bad thing about this, by the way. I don't know if you've read it. Uh, I've so I have a, a article from Ars Technica here, but there are also uh, in the comments, and I've looked at other uh, news sites that right now you can go, and it's expensive. I looked at how expensive it is, but to get a perpetual license of VMware, it's over a thousand dollars. Ooh, that hurts. Yeah. They're switching to a subscription model. 
I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. It uh, doesn't surprise me, but I don't like it. I don't like, like it either. But, like, and, and also, I could be, like, thinking way further beyond what Broadcom is. It could also just be that Dell isn't seeing the return on investment that they thought they would. And Broadcom's like, I don't know, we're not, like, we're not looking for that much of, a, of an ROI. Like, so they, fucking, like, they do, okay. And they, and they acknowledge that VMware is going to expand over time. Like, maybe it's just that Dell wants money and Broadcom has the cash to send them right now. And Broadcom's just going to be betting on the future of virtualization, which makes so, sense. So now, to be fair, they have their free version which is uh, their VMware workstation, which yeah. you can run on anything. A workstation player. Yeah, workstation player. Uh, and then they have workstation pro, which is $200. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the same thing. And that's not the bread and butter of VMware. No. VMware's bread and butter is ESXi and vSphere. Yeah, and, and that's going to cost you a pretty penny. Um, but... So is all that server hardware that you're probably paying for as part of that. Like. Yes, yes. So I'm looking at the, I'm loading, yep. VMware vSphere standard is $1,268 for a yeah. year. So that's with a year of support. Uh, yeah. That's a basic level. If you want to go into production, it, it, it levels it up to $1,300. And if you go into um, three year of support, it is eighteen hundred dollars for one license. Interesting. I didn't know that they bought Symantec Broadcom. Okay. I don't. Uh, I forget like, what they do. Symantec. Yeah, I've I've heard of them. I, I oh, okay, okay. So uh, they, they do antivirus. Yeah, yeah, they do anti-malware. There's security products. Yeah. Um, CA Technologies sounds really familiar, too. That's another one that they bought. Uh, something about Agile. I think we use some of their products. Huh. Uh, so maybe maybe Broadcom just has some, like, really big plans in the future. Maybe. Which makes sense. Like... With everyone making their own silicon for everything, like they probably know that the writing's on the wall. They're not going to be able to be pumping out their own, or just just be pumping out Wi-Fi chips forever. Yeah, yeah. So I am uh, going to look at this. Hopefully, they keep their free workstation player. But and I assume they're going to keep their free workstation player. That's not where they make their money. They no. don't. They don't uh, make their money off of. They don't make their money off of us. They make money off of every single small business that has to buy their license to run their and, servers. And like uh, kind of like how Microsoft doesn't care about people pirating Windows because the real money is in enterprises licensing. That's why Windows they into Office together. That's why they never turned off the Windows Seven keys. Yep. Uh, so in, in case you don't know what I'm talking about, if you have a Windows 7 machine with a key, you can upgrade to Windows 10 and then theoretically to Windows 11 
with that same key because they don't care. They're not making money off of the 100 or $200 that you spend getting a legit Windows key. Um, nope. They're making money off of the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars that every small business has to pay a year to have their 1,000 machines or, you know, 200 machines uh, licensed. your with- Office 365 subscription. Office 365 subscriptions, uh, all of that junk. Just they make billions of dollars that way, and that's how they do it. And then schools. Oh, they make so much money from schools. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's your thoughts on this, uh, uh, Connor? Just like I said before, I think it's really weird that of all companies to really invest in this, it's going to be a chip com. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean. They, okay. they have to have some bigger plan behind the scenes. It it uh, is other than if it's like a cash crap and any revenue is better than the previous no revenue in this department. It's that that is the weirdest part to me is I can't imagine of all the companies Broadcom doing it. So uh, so so here's the thing. This there, is like a little the, over two years worth of revenue for them too yeah. that they're throwing at this. There are a lot of um there are a lot of companies who branch out and do weird things that you just want to expect. Um, the one that, that, that always breaks my mind is the Michelin Tire Company. Also, is the same company that is behind the restaurant Michelin Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Gerber. Gerber also makes like EDC like survival tools. Yeah, for right. some reason, um, it's, just, it's the industry. Yeah, I remember being very young when I was like, "Why are they called Gerber stars? It can't be the same." Yeah, what? It's the <laughs> same. And then, um, the ColecoVision, the Colorado Leather Company, or whatever, <laughs> made a video game console, <laughs> just or, randomly. Uh, fucking Yamaha. Uh, Yamaha. What do they make? I mean, I know what Yamaha... they make, but. Yamaha, not only are they well-renowned for their motorcycles, uh, but they're also well-renowned for making the finest pianos in the world. Yeah. And musical instruments in general, including Vocaloid. Like, they they made the Vocaloid software. Yeah. It's it's... fine precision engineering. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's amazing to me. My my grandparents had a Mitsubishi TV. (laughs) Yep, I remember that. I remember them having having TVs, um, yeah, they, and they, they were good. They're pretty good. Or consumer electronics in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the longest lasting CRTs I ever encountered. We should do a a YouTube video of companies who make just random shit that that you <laughs> wouldn't know about. Um, well, like Nintendo again was like a playing card company. Yeah, and then they made. They started making computers, but that was... It's a little less weird, because yeah. I was thinking of Zenith as well, because Zenith Zenith made, like, like medical equipment or some shit. Mm-hmm. But then they also made, like, TVs. Yeah. Like, but that makes some sense, because, like, there are screens on medical equipment. So there, yeah, they, 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 they have... Elect- there, there's electronics and, and stuff involved in that, so... um. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna end it here. We're done. We're done for the day. We will be back next week. I think everyone's gonna be here. I think the Roa doesn't start his new schedule for a couple of weeks. So 
as long as there's no medical complications or or family issues, then he should be here. Uh, I'll be back next week. I don't know about Connor. Hopefully thank you my guys. Dad doesn't die again. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, thank you guys for for listening. Uh, thank you guys for being here. And uh, yeah. goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.